There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily. I'm scared. Really scared this week. Ooh, more scared than usual? Yeah, I'm out of my ceiling. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> would love to see what happens when you exceed the ceiling i don't think you do <laughs> um i'm henley and i'm just like averagely scared <laughs> i'm sammy and i'm brave yeah brave. you are you want me to rank the the braveness yeah um, on a scale of one to ten how brave are you you know i'm a little less brave yeah i'll say i'm a seven okay okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> Um, I'll say I'm I'm an eight scared. I'm not a ten scared actually. Okay, okay. In not case, at the ceiling. Not at the ceiling. Actually. Almost at the ceiling. I'm not. Um, yeah, upper deck. Um, <laughs> did, did anything scary happen to us this week? Um, something scary happened to me this week, okay. which is that um, uh, former ambassador and national security advisor <laughs> uh, to Obama, <laughs> Susan Rice, <laughs> accidentally emailed me. <laughs> That really yeah. makes me laugh. <laughs> not just accidentally emailed you, emailed you like the details, details of her schedule, which is extremely not secure. She CC'd me on an email with her agent from CAA. That is so crazy. And she is a national security <laughs> advisor. And it had the details of her like book tour and scheduling for a CBS interview. And let's um, show up and get her on the pod. <laughs> And she, the thing that's crazy about it is that it wasn't like an assistant from CAA or even the agent. It was literally Susan Rice herself CC'd me personally. I've never interacted and it's also with like her. You don't work at CAA. Like, why was she adding? So I did a little bit of research right. and I figured it out, I think. Well, A, I figured out that her assistant has the same last name as me so that's step one okay step one step two is that she is on the board of netflix and so she technically has a netflix email address and Mm -hmm. so i think she must have the netflix like rolodex she went to type cox Mm -hmm. and yours somehow popped up and she didn't notice got it and and i bet her assistant got in a lot of trouble for not replying to that email although uh, you know what i forwarded it to him and he And he wrote back. Wait, actually, hold on. Yeah, I need please. to pull up the email <laughs> just to read it out loud. It to her. Oh my gosh, that's really kind of you. So I forwarded it to Alexander Cox, and I said, <laughs> "I think this was meant for you." And he wrote me back, and he said, "Are you sure Susan didn't mean to share her frustrations about book purchases with you?" Several question marks. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Thanks, Henley. Wow. Do you know him? No. Oh. <laughs> it's so conversational. <laughs> And I I wrote back, ha, 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 ha. I'm honored to have been included. Wow. That's really honestly fun. I like how that worked out for you. Anything scary, Sammy? Um, I went on a friend date last night. That's fun. And I feel like 
they're scary, but they're fun. Oh yeah. my god. Um, her name is Sarah, and she listens. So hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, but yeah, I feel like I particularly never meet anyone because I work from home, and we just met at a party where neither of us knew anybody, and we hung out. Wow. I love that. That's yeah. like rare. It it's really is it's very rare. Very often. Yeah. Especially not just to meet someone you like, but like to go at, like I won't engage in conversation with someone I don't know. It's like there's so many steps that <laughs> right. it might take right. for that to happen. It, yeah, it requires a level of vulnerability that on I'm both, just... On both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just not equipped yeah. for right now. Which is scary. Vulnerability is scary. It's mm-hmm. very scary. Well, um, what'd you guys do? Uh, we went to a storytelling night in Atwater Village. That's it was cool. Great. It was date. really fun. Yeah, oh. it was great. Oh, oh my I God. Love that. Yeah. So proud of oh, you. And it was like based on horoscope stuff, which oh, I love yeah. that. Perfect. Yeah. Taurus moon themed what, do storytelling. What's her, what's her, what's her sign? She's Capricorn, Henley, <gasps> like you. Oh my, oh God. my God. No wonder you guys get along so well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's true. Wow. Meant to be. Meant to be. Mm-hmm. Emily? Anything? I mean, I was going to say I had to cut my nails short. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really... Brutal. That has been big, <laughs> really scary. big week. Um, big week for me. No, I'm doing my company that I work for is moving offices. So that's really been my whole week is like putting things in boxes mm, and yep. like moving furniture. And I've been really working on like have I like have had working on having long nails and like growing them out and doing this like super hard gel polish that keeps them long. I was really excited about it. And I was like, there's just no way I can make it through this week with them. So I cut them short. I will get them Aww. long again. Aww. But I was really, because I also have like stubby, weird little like hobbit child hands. And and, and I hate <laughs> oh them. God. And and the nails they made look me pretty feel normal like a too. real They're woman. beautiful hands. Thank you so much. They're not, but thank you. Um, <laughs> and the nails really made me feel like a lady. And I miss them. So hey, they'll be scared. back. They'll, they'll be back. back. They're just nails. They're just nails. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not really been an eventful week for me, so that's <laughs> that's pretty much what I've got. Uh, what what's our movie, Sammy? Our movie today is uh, the Silence of the Lambs. Ugh, came out in nineteen ninety one. Really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scary. Scar- I know scarier nothing, than I remember. I know nothing about it except that it's very scary and very good. Yes. Uh, best picture, best actor, best actress. At the Oscars that year. Best director, best screenplay, five Oscars. Holy hell. That's, Crazy. All the, that's what? like most of the That's things. most of them. <laughs> that's most of them. I didn't know that. That's yeah, no, I didn't either. But then watching it, I was like, that checks. it checks out. Oh, damn. It's I'm so excited. Good. I was talking to my dad today. He's a listener. Hi, dad. <laughs> um, And I told him we were doing Silence of the Lambs. And he, he was like, that's really scary. <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, it's directed by Jonathan Dem, written by Ted Talley, based on the Thomas Harris novel, starring Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Scott Glenn, Anthony Heald, and Ted Levine. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Um, And we're so excited to have our guest this week who chose this film. Um, (laughs) She is, there's so many things to say. She is a comedian at UCB. She has three podcasts. We've got Cardition It. We've got 90 Day Bay. And we've got A Funny Feeling. Yeah. Those are her three podcasts. And she's a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And she's here with us today it's marcy Marcy, welcome (laughs) thanks for having me thank you for being being here here. i I was so pleased to get to watch this again yeah so i'm like really thrilled that you picked it oh it's so good it's so good and i especially think that in the era we're in now and like 
you know, this kind of what we call, what would you call this third wave or fourth wave feminism? I mean, we're, we're up there. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe eighth. Um, but this is a really feminist f- film. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's why I love it so much. So I'm excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah. yay. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, well, what? Well, first, Marcy, did anything scary happen to you this week? Um, always. Um, <laughs> but I'm still going to rank myself pretty low. I'm going to say I'm a three. Okay, um, that's fair. <laughs> but can I do two? Just Please. real quick. Okay. Please do. One, of course. I already said while we were taking our picture, can you edit this? Because I have <laughs> laser bruises on my face from getting a rosacea treatment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I, like, I didn't know it was going to be like that. Yeah. And like the dermatologist because she once said you can come in before work it won't be bad at all and then the day of she's like you it's going to be the worst <gasps> oh no in two days and i was like what the fuck really? this is some mixed information yeah. did it, did it your hurt story while it was happening it hurt not bad but just like little zappies it's fine yeah mm-hmm. but as soon as she showed me like a mirror i laughed so hard <laughs> because i was like i have bruising Aww. all over my face and chest. Oh, did no. you have to go to work right no, afterwards? No, no, okay. I'm on okay. hiatus so That's, it's fine. Okay. And it's winter so sweaters. Yes, I'm wearing, helpful. I'm wearing a sweater and I did a uh, search history that night and um, my improv show UCB Franklin, UCB Franklin. Uh, and I was like, it's fine, I put makeup on and Nicole Byer was like, what are those black dots all over you? Oh no. <laughs> like, Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. So that was the one scary thing but also um, kind of funny that this lined up. I just finished reading uh, The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, which is about it's Ted Bundy's actual mm. co-worker who oh happened my gosh, to I've be heard about oh, this. She happened to be a crime writer for like magazines and then they worked at a crisis center Whoa. together. And he like confided in her, did they he? They were very close friends. It's a really interesting read because she cares so much about him. Whoa. Like, wow. And they had like a genuine like relationship. Oh, that's, that's so scary. So wild. That Ted Bundy documentary was like the most scared I feel like I've ever been. I was like, I'm never going on a date with anyone ever again. Yeah. Never helping any man on the street. <laughs> never ha- talking to anyone. Yeah. Um. And so I was listening to that. And then my roommate's out of town. So at like one o'clock in the morning, I'm oh. asleep and I hear a crash. Oh, oh no. In my house. In your house. In my house. And I have a cat. Okay. Okay. But, okay. Uh, he I, like, I was like, Fuck, what is that? No. So I just like, I was like, I think it's in my room. So I just turned my light on and my purse had fallen off. But uh, it was oh. fine. I was a little scared, though. But I yeah, had, but my response was. <sighs> God, <laughs> God damn it. I'm in Fuck. danger. I was asleep murderer. <laughs> can you just chill out uh, I said that for a couple times is that okay yeah That's totally fine. Okay. we're explicit baby oh yeah, yeah. well because there's some stuff in this movie that <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it would be pretty hard to be a podcast of this genre well, and, you could be um, like and then her boobies uh, and then they effed um, they effed <laughs> Hi everybody, it is cocktail hour, and this week's cocktail is a killer cocktail. Um, That is the name of the cocktail, and also a great descriptor for it. It's great! (laughs) Um, To make a killer cocktail, you will combine one and a half ounces of DiSorono, one ounce of gin, a third an ounce of Italian red bitter liqueur, we're talking Campari, we're talking Aperol, take your pick. Um, a third an ounce of Gifford's passion fruit syrup and an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice. You will shake all ingredients with ice 
and fill into a, a rocks glass filled with ice and garnish with a lemon zest twist cut like a shark fin and add three drops of cranberry bitters or grenadine as like a bloody shark attack thing. And I didn't see the the shark attack component of this cocktail when I picked it. I was just going for straight, regular human killer vibes. Um, But when I made it, Emily got really nervous because she's very afraid of sharks. And she said, "Um, there are no sharks in this movie, right? (laughs) And I just really like to imagine a Silence of the Lambs where there's also like a, um, a killer shark component. Um, but there's not. I'm sorry. Um, or I guess good thing for Emily. Um, yeah. Enjoy. Cheers. Also, when you were talking about the the crew of this film or the the whatever, the, the cinematographer, I think, deserves a huge shout out because uh, Fujimoto, Fujimoto mm-hmm. he, the, this is such a beautiful yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, especially for mm-hmm. to be so like dark and bleak. Mm-hmm. It's shot so well. Oh, cool. In fact, I think you're going to have to watch this. I honestly, I'm, I might. Yeah. We should watch it together, Emily. Okay. I feel like, isn't the We've first... We've said that before. <laughs> yeah, we We're, say We should have time. a marathon day where you guys have to watch every like... movie you've agreed to watching. No. I really <laughs> mean it with this one. <laughs> I do mean it with this one, too. I am, and well, the thing is, I know this is very scary, but I literally, it's crazy because it's been out for... 30 years 91 yeah, 91 mm-hmm. i should know that because that is yeah. the year i was born um <laughs> Ew, sorry Ew. marcy god i'm sorry okay i'm sorry <laughs> i was born in the 90s um i'm a spring chicken um but i know nothing i like really know nothing about it um so gosh it's so good um like i said star agent starling jodie foster is like truly she is the ideal feminist in a few ways. One, like she's strong and tough and you are on her side. And like how amazing to have this protagonist that men and women both identify with because yeah. she's like, right. You know, that's also like good writing. Shout out to the writing. It's great writing. Yeah. And then on the flip side of her being this ideal feminist for like everyone, she's also like sort of like the, a man's idea of what a tolerable feminist should be like. She's uh, yeah. she's smart and she's strong and she's beautiful, but she also downplays all of that. And mm-hmm. in moments where she's actually confronting men about the behavior, she does it in a very gracious way mm-hmm. so she doesn't hurt their egos. Yeah. So it's like a very interesting thing. Even like up through the end, like she's vulnerable through the whole thing. Right. Even like, you know, and like the the end sequence of it, like she's Ooh, she's so right. strong, but she's also like, oh, a woman who everyone else views as beneath them and weak and and they objectify her. There's so many shots from the very first shot of the movie. She while well, she's running alone in the woods. And so you feel the sense of like dread. Mm-hmm. She's like running with but she's wearing pearl earrings. She is, yeah. Isn't she wearing like a sweatsuit yes. too? Like a, I yeah. have that image in my yeah, head yeah, for some yeah. reason. Ooh. Yeah. So she's like this little woman running through the woods, wearing sweats and a turtleneck. <laughs> sure. Early nineties. Trying to sweat it out. I mean, you gotta sweat it out. And when you weigh ninety eight pounds, <laughs> keep, you keep it there. Gotta sweat it out. Um, and so she's doing this obstacle course at the FBI Academy. And uh, then she's called off the field. But just like the sense of her alone in the woods with the 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 scoring of it, it seems scary immediately. Right. And then you're like, oh, she's like doing a 
thing. Yeah. And then she like goes into the building and she's drenched in sweat and like, you know, a mess. And she immediately gets onto an elevator full of like a dozen men and yeah like, there's so the like male to female ratio in this movie it's yeah constantly oh my she's... god i'm so excited um but first i am curious marcy you're a big scary movie fan in general yeah i mean i like it's so weird because i sort of do find myself watching a lot of scary movies because my friends watch a lot of scary movies mm. and that's why i just assume because so fan by yeah. proxy yeah but i like ghost stories uh-huh. Yes, and I love to talk because I think I love the oral history element of telling ghost stories, uh-huh. uh, and I just love anything supernatural. And I don't that doesn't always like hit the same mark for me. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. This so it's more like you have a specific interest. It's not necessarily going to be scary movies. In yeah, general. like this is good, like because it's like it's not like a slasher scary thing. This right. is just like an intense like psychological like drama. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, well let's I mean let's watch the trailer. A killer is on the loose. Keeps them alive for three days. Then he shoots them, skins them, and dumps them. A rookie FBI agent is on his trail. He's got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. But in order to track him down, she'll have to match wits. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. With the darkest of all minds. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. Thank you, Clary. Thank you. Wow. Even just off the bat, that's not what I expected. It I feel like the trailer's cut like a little. The editing in that trailer is crazy. It's a little insane. I feel insane. like trailers of okay. that time didn't. I don't know. I've never seen a trailer quite like it. It, it feels like <laughs> it's like an early 90s movie, but it's got that 80s like. Yeah. Yeah. In a world. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, well, I guess let's just dive in. Right? Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Oh, wait. Should we do trivia? Or no trivia? Oh, I guess. I don't, nah, we don't have any nah, trivia. Let's just dive, let's just dive, dive in. in. Who cares? I just what want to dive would in. the trivia even be? Sometimes it's like sometimes we do some. So no. we just do like fun facts about the movie. Oh, can like I behind do the you scenes? Have one? I have one. Oh, oh please. great! Please okay. share. Um, there is one of the most interesting cameos in this movie. Ooh, uh, you may remember a song. Wicked games, mm-hmm. wicked of games you play. Of course, make me feel this way. <laughs> That's Chris Isaac. He plays a cop with four lines in this movie. Whoa, Whoa. was he trying to be an actor before I Wicked Games? Don't know. Interesting. <laughs> it's so interesting. Huh. Weird little cameos are fun. Did like, you uh, like independently recognize him, yes. or did you? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, that's Chris Isaac. Why is he here? That's great. Because he was like a babe. Like you know, I don't. He. I think he only had like three songs that were. Great. Right, but he's a total hottie, so it's like, yeah, of course he should be an actor. And they're yeah. like, yeah, you can say a couple lines. I mean, we'll, give <laughs> we'll give you four. We'll give you four. They're important. I mean, it's fine. Okay. Okay, that Chris. was great. Um, a plus. Uh, one thing I wrote down is just that Buffalo Bill is a combo of three real life serial killers: mm-hmm. um, Ed Gain, Ted Bundy, and Gary Heidnick. Mm-hmm. I guess I won't tell you what they what they are famous for yet. Yeah, no we'll, spoilers. We'll get, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> no Ooh, spoilers. We'll talk about it. But they're all scary. All right. Well, let's, let's, I mean, fuck it. Let's do it. Okay. It's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means? We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, 
big budget marketing campaigns and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. So we have uh, Agent Starling, our feminist hero. She Mm -hmm. uh, is called into. So she's just a student at UVA and Mm. training with the FBI. And she is called into an FBI agent who teaches uh, at the uh academy mm-hmm. and he's like i want you to go talk to a guy and she's like is this about this serial killer called buffalo bill and he's like no not really no 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 yeah uh and, he, and she's like this is hannibal lecter he is uh he is a psychiatrist who was also a serial killer he ate his uh victims or eight parts of his victims hannibal the cannibal hannibal the cannibal um (laughs) he's played by anthony hopkins eight parts of them yeah like he was like there's like a quote in the movie that's like i ate to live over the faba bean and a nice candy um so like yeah he eats also like this is like he is a great character that has been portrayed in many movies and television Mm -hmm. shows and Mm -hmm. Uh, Anthony Hopkins might have the most famous version of him, right? Because it, especially if you watch like have anyone is anyone seen the, the NBC TV show? I haven't series, but Hannibal. that guy's good too, right? Is it what's his Mads. name? Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's the same. Like literally Hannibal Lecter. It's yes. The same. Okay. Yes. But he, when you watch Mads version of it and then you watch Anthony Hopkins you're like what is he doing he's like hello Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like very over the top but it like strikes a chord where it works so 
he sends her over to the asylum wherever he's kept mm-hmm. and it, she's to like talk to him and just like just gathering info mm-hmm. uh and she gets there and she's met by this like dr frederick guy who's this really pompous guy who runs the institution and he is so arrogant. He immediately starts hitting on her. And then cool. when, he's so shitty. when she rebuffs him, he's so mean to her. Uh, As happens, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why did I even walk you over here? I could have saved my... And yeah. she's like... Oh, he's so such she, an asshole. And she does that thing of like, well, I enjoyed your company. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. tries to like stroke his ego a little bit Please at the end. Please don't um, ruin this important <laughs> meeting I have yeah. because you wish you could fuck me. Yeah. All right. I have a question. How old is she right now? You said she's at UVA. Does that mean she's in graduate school or college? I would imagine her to be 24. Yeah. Okay. 25. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And right. so she is walking down this corridor. And in, in fact, um, I think it's really interesting, too, that almost every single man in this film is objectifying her or dismissive of her Mm -hmm. or literally a predator for her Mm -hmm. except for this one black man who is and it's very interesting because it's all white men who are the predators and then the women in the movie and the the men of color are the only ones who aren't actually her predators wow right And it's such an interesting like statement. That's why it's like it's interesting to watch it in like today's era. Right. Mm -hmm. So Barney is his name. And he's like, Mm -hmm. it's okay Because she's like walking through this like row of like the craziest, most psychotic murder, whatever, guys. And they're like heckling her. Yeah. One guy literally as she's walking down the hall, he's like, I can smell your cunt. Okay. (laughs) It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. And that's not the worst thing he does. So he's like, I can smell your cunt. But Barney's like, I got your back. If anything happens, I'll I'll get you. You'll do fine. You'll do fine. And he's like, I put a chair out there for you. Like you can tell he's the asylum. Yeah. He's like the uh, guard slash orderly. He's like wearing white. So it's like hard to tell. So she gets there. She meets Hannibal Lecter, he's immediately like sizing her up mm-hmm. and he like he hears the guy say, I can smell your cunt. And he's like, What do you say? <laughs> She's like, He said you can smell my cunt. And he's like, hmm, I unfortunately can't. And then he starts sniffing the air. <laughs> oh my god. And he like says what he can smell. He's yeah. like, I can smell that you like wear this kind of perfume. But not today. <gasps> but you, or you yeah, you usually wear it, but not today. Yeah. <gasps> and he like knows what kind of face lotion she wears and like Oh, which is oh, crazy because like well, it's one thing to like be able to identify a lot of smells it is quite another to like know all the popular brands of beauty <laughs> products a yeah. woman of 1991 would be wearing <laughs> yeah. he's on top of it he reads a lot of 17 magazines yeah. 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 especially because i assume he's been in prison for a while right. at this point right i mean i think it i can't remember but it's been years yeah yeah so he's sniffing around yep, and then he's yep. and he's like sort of insulted that she's been sent there because she's such a newbie. He's yes. like, Crawford must, like, why is he sending, like, yeah, pe- yeah, like, inexperienced people? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, like, I'm a big deal. Who, yeah. are, who are you? Who are, who are you? And then she immediately, like, knows how to play it. Mm-hmm. Like, she is like, well, I just, I have, I'm not going to interrogate you. I just hope you could tell me some things. Yeah, she says, like, I hope to learn from you. And maybe you can decide if I'm worthy of that or which, something like that. Which is the perfect thing to say to mm-hmm. him. Right. Because That's so smart. He fancies himself like a genius mm-hmm. and he is so yeah um mm-hmm. so they have a little weird meeting where they're kind of like it's like a bit everything with them is cat and mouse 
Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that the trailer presents it as she's going to match his wits when really it's just she's not pissing him off. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like really important to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like he said, the last person that antagonized him, he ate their liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. Mm-hmm. Well, no, thank you. And she was like, <laughs> uh, no. After he made fun of her cheap shoes. Mm. Uh, he's rude. He's he, rude. He is rude. But then, like, as she's, like, leaving, and I didn't write explicit notes, so tell me. Yes. He, like, gives her a little, like, info, but I forget what it is. Well, so what what happens is she starts to leave, and as she's leaving, the guy in the cell next to him, Migs. 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 The cunt guy? You're going to like this. You're going to really like this, ladies. Yes. Can't wait. Can't wait. You want me to say it or <laughs> say it? Um, well, I guess he's been masturbating because uh, whatever. He hasn't seen a lady in a while and he throws cum in her hair. <gasps> he throws it through the bars and it goes right in her face and her Ew. hair. Yeah. And and Hannibal Lecter is like so mad by it yes, that he like calls her back and he's like, Starling, Starling, like come back. I find that like disgusting what he just did to you. Because he's a gentleman, you see. Of course. Oh. Well, I mean, he's going to eat his liver with a nice glass of wine. <laughs> yes, he's fancy. <laughs> Um, and so he says the little piece of info he gives her is, so I'll tell you to speak to one of my previous associates or something, Miss Moffat. Yeah. And he gives her a lot of coded language. Like every yes. time he tells her anything, it's always like she's running away because some something else disgusting is happening. And he's like, Agent Stalling, Agent Stalling. And she <laughs> runs back and he gives her a little bit of coded information that's always a riddle. Yeah. Mm. And again, we were saying I was saying this on the set. We did seven and I would just be the worst detective FBI agent because I would I I would never come to any of these conclusions. So she like figures out that oh shit, he says something like Uh, Miss Moffat is uh, it's the answer is within yourself or says within yourself. And she says that yourself seemed a little on the nose for him. So I looked up storage units in the area there in Baltimore and they find a yourself storage unit, and she finds that there's a unit reserved by a Miss Moffat, but it hasn't been used since 1980. Hold on, how'd they get to the storage unit part of this? No, she just like thought she like th- she thought did of some it. research. He says <laughs> he like said, go check into this a, a former patient of mine, Miss Moffat. The answer is within yourself, and she was like, "What the fuck? Wait, let me think about this." So it's like a riddle. I know, but then storage unit. I mean, it's okay, called yourself storage. Oh, you know, no, okay, like cool. it's Emily. It. <laughs> Emily knows. Emily. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying is that these are all conclusions I would never get to. I'd be very bad at this job. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she's great. I guess unless you knew, like, oh, this person likes to present riddles, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, maybe oh, yeah, they like to play around. Mm-hmm. So she goes to this storage facility, and it's like uh, not an important plot point, but like. She can't get the door open and there's an older man helping, trying to help her and he like can't do it and no one else, none of the men will help her essentially. Mm. So she gets like a car jack from her trunk and like jacks the door up. And then right before she goes under, she does this like thing that like, I think it's supposed to let you know that she's smart, but not foolish. She gives him a card that says, if anything should happen to me, this, the, the FBI knows I'm here with you. Oh, wow. Right. Call this number. Right. So she like let him know like just because I'm a woman alone doesn't mean you're gonna like do anything because I think mm-hmm. then that, right. it shows you she's scared and she's smart. Right. Because mm-hmm. so, it's like she doesn't think of it before then. It's like she's halfway under the door. Right. 
And then she cuts her leg, which comes back later. Yeah. Owie. <laughs> the only, well, it comes back later because like Hannibal Lecter can like smell these things. It's so weird. I mean, apparently it really can is smell a lot of things. Upsetting. Yeah. Strong olfactory sense. <laughs> yes. You know, Kim Kardashian can as well. She can, she Ooh, says she's she, a... she can smell when people have a, uh, a tooth, uh, a, um, was it I like decay in your mouth? She can smell when like someone a has cavity? a cavity. Yeah. Oh my God. No what? way. Is that the source of her power? <laughs> I think it's all the money. Yeah. <laughs> or is it that? Wow. One or the other. I don't know. It doesn't hurt. Uh, so she's in the storage facility and it's immediately so the imagery inside the facility is so spooky. Mm-hmm. There's like taxidermied owls and mm. there's a hearse that is covered by a giant American flag. Mm. Read into it what you will. <laughs> Mm-hmm. symbolism 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 <laughs> so immediately she's like oh i guess i gotta get inside this hearse oh no so mm-hmm. <laughs> she gets into the hearse and she's looking around and they're like weird mannequins and stuff in oh, there yeah. which are just spooky and then there's some object that has like a handkerchief draped over it oh no and she rips it off and it is a like a, a glass container jar mm-hmm. with a head inside of it <gasps> And like the, a formaldehyded head. Yes. And the head has fake eyelashes mm-hmm. that are like coming off. But it's a man's head with it's like a man's fake head. eyelashes. Gross. And then does it just cut to there's like a part where that where Crawford, the like her boss, tells her that Miggs was found dead in his cell. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, um, my God. Who yeah. is the one that threw cum in her face. Uh-huh. Because Thank you for reminding us. Han- Hannibal. <laughs> uh and yeah, I mean, they're in different cells like he couldn't get to him. And they just said that H- Hannibal was whispering to him all night and and he swallowed his own tongue. And trust me, I've looked it up. It's not a thing you can do. It's I was going to say that to swallow sounds... your own tongue. I mean, if you had a really long one, maybe like uh, Gene Simmons could swallow his own tongue. <laughs> Gene, look at Gene. Watch out. Watch out. But like you couldn't like swallow I'm your trying. own tongue. I'm trying to even get it back. No, there. yeah. It's impossible. Okay. Well, yuck. Still spooky. Bad. Yeah. We have a lot of check-ins with Crawford where he's like, all right, good job. Also, here's a lie. So I'm going to make you look stupid later. Yeah. Oh, he's lying to her. Like all the time. Yeah. Because he didn't send her there just to like get some like. Yeah. He sent her there because he believes Hannibal Lecter has direct connection to this serial killer buffalo bill he thinks he knows something yes and she's like mad at one point like i wish i would have been in on like why you're doing this and he's like well if he would have even smelled it on you it would have been you would have been done for but it's like you were like my stupid pawn it's like yeah he's like doesn't trust her Mm. like he's like you're the brightest people i have i don't trust you at all so then Mm. do we think that that's not really how Meg's died or is it Migs, mugs. I mean, I think that's I think how it, the, I think it is supposed in, in to be story, how he dies. Yeah, I just basically it up that basically that yeah, he like tormented him to death. Okay. Just just with his words. Okay. <laughs> Scary. And he's like, Migs, I see you over there jerking <laughs> off in your cell. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's bad. <laughs> I did a perfect impression. I think Honestly, that was really it was. Good. <laughs> it was good. Um, so then she, uh, Clarice goes back to Hannibal Lecter after finding the head. He's like, oh yeah, that's an old, that's a former patient of mine. Who, yeah. And this, it's a little like, this movie has some weird, not only is it like feminist and also like shows you about misogyny, but it has a weird like transphobic element to it right. as well. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, he uses an old timey word. He calls his patient uh, a former tra- uh, former patient a transvestite. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who he's like, I didn't kill him. 
but he was the he was the person who rented the storage facility. He just found him dead. His lover had killed him, mm. and um, he just kept the body there or the head of the body there. So yeah, just like a fun hobby. Yeah, it's not. He's normal. Well, it's interesting <laughs> because he's a serial killer, and he was treating this. He was treating this man, uh, Miss Moffat, who believed, uh, who was you know trying to transition, but Miss Moffat was dating another man. Mm-hmm. And that's who. Oh, and he says that man killed someone killed. and Miss Moffat knew about it. And so she in the ther- in the therapy sessions was like, oh, my boyfriend mm-hmm. is like, I'm scared of him. And, and then he came in for a session. Yes. And that they think this is Buffalo Bill. Yes. He's implying that this is Buffalo Bill that got came it. in. And we're to assume that that's who killed Miss Moffat. Yes. Uh-huh. Got it. Got okay. it. Got it. Got it. Um, is this when he has the and weird he's, he's trying to he's trying to bargain with her a bit he's like i have some information about buffalo bill and quid pro quo clarice <laughs> <laughs> he says that very relevant thank um, you for bringing this podcast um into the current moment it's <laughs> uh, literally what he, he says. literally says it really yes, yes. that is not quid pro wow. clo- Wait, prid? I can never say it. Quid pro Squid Boko. Oh my God. Are you, is anybody watching Watchmen because they say squid pro quo in it? Because there's squid. No. There's squids in it. Yeah. That's fine. Squid's raining squid from the sky. Pro squid pro quo. Pro quo. That's why okay, Donald so. Trump had to write it out in big, big letters. <laughs> no quid pro go. I can't say it. Big fat letters. I okay. want nothing. So, that, I want so, nothing. so Hannibal he's basically, yeah, like. The same as Trump? Yeah, he's no. like no, no, yeah. He's a little more polite. He's so much yeah, smarter, <laughs> much much smarter. So much smarter. Um, but yeah, he's like, I hate my cell. I'd like to be transferred. Like, I could maybe scratch your back if you scratch mine. Yeah, type and, thing. And we're learning the whole time. Like, he's got like a bunch <clears throat> of his art up. He's got like, mm-hmm. like he's listening to classical music. Mm-hmm. So he does get punished for making Migs kill himself. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Sure. And like the the bad frederick dr frederick is making him like listen to uh evangelical christian television like blasting it blasting he's like when you leave he's gonna turn the volume up again he loves his like little torture and all of his like drawings that he's like an amazing uh artist all of the drawings are gone he's taken away like he's drawn like italy and like different parts of europe and it's like very intricate drawings right mm. um and yeah he's like talk to crawford do what you got to do. He wants to sell with a window. Mm. Yeah. That's his big thing. And he's like, he's like, your man's probably looking for his next victim right now. So then we cut to um, a woman in a car. Her name is Catherine. <gasps> She's listening to Tom American Petty, Girl. American Girl. There's two really famous songs in this, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. And she's singing it a little off key. She's mm. a big woman. Uh, she's very like. There's a confidence about her. Yeah, like, she's can, having a great time. Yeah, you can tell she's like the kind of girl who probably goes out and drinks whiskey and then like smokes a joint and blah blah blah. Like, she's uh-huh. like cool, oh, but God. also not a classic American mm-hmm. beauty because she's uh-huh. a larger woman. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she gets back to her apartment and her little cat is in her window in the yes. window waiting for her and it's meowing. A big Mabel and Aww. and she's like, I'll be right in there. And then she sees a man. Mm. 
kind of struck with a cast on his arm, kind of struggling Bundy. to move a, a couch into his van no. so back. Like, no, anytime you see a man anywhere, just run away. Run, Any no. man anywhere, <laughs> run. Just turn around and run away. Also, like if you see a guy trying to move a couch while he's wearing a cast, like let him figure out his life. Yeah, that was. Exactly. He's made a lot of bad choices to get here. <laughs> yes. Let him figure it out. He yeah. has put himself in this, this situation. Is his choice. Mm-hmm. Women, stop fixing men's problems for them. <laughs> My God. Especially because they'll push you into the van. Well, yeah. murder you. So she's yep. helping him out and he's like, he forces her to get into the van first. Yeah, he's no. like, you he's like, you back in so I can like slide it in. Mm-hmm. And then and she, she's oh like, okay. And then he says, What are you? Like a size 14? Rude. While, while she's in the van. And oh, she's this like, is not a good sign. And she's Use like, me? she's like, what? And then he like oh, he punches her. Oh yeah, yeah he, he like climbs in and punches her. With closes, the cast. closes the van doors behind. And, and this is Buffalo Bill. Yes, maybe. that's yeah, okay. yeah, that's who we're to believe that is. Yeah. And also, that's what Ted Bundy. That's did. That's what Ted Bundy used to do. Oh, he would force that. He would, he do would the like same thing. lure women into cars by pretending he like had a had an injury and was trying to move something. Yeah, he that would was have his... like he would do. Sometimes he would have like a cast on his arm. Sometimes he would have like a cast on his foot. And he'd have crutches and like he'd keep dropping a briefcase or like. Well, and he was so handsome. And he was like right. handsome enough. He wasn't even so handsome. Yeah. That's true. He was just I handsome guess enough. Serial killer. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was like nondescript white guy. Yeah. But fine. Um, we would all date him. <laughs> I mean, also like the most powerful person in the world. Technically nondescript white guy. Yep. 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 No offense. You all listening. Um, so after he knocks her out, he cuts her blouse, blouse open. Off. Yeah. Cuts her blouse open and like touches her touches back. her like caresses her oh, back no. in a very upsetting way. Yeah. yeah he's like, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> and he, oh, and like he that. looks at the tag and she is exactly a size 14, which oh, interesting. I mean, he probably cuts off a lot of women's clothes. Yeah, he knows. He's good at well, what he's he does. specifically looking for women of that size. Yes. We're to assume he's taking her somewhere. There's more to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So more then to come. Then they they find a body. There's right? been a body. Yes. So they find a body. They go down to is it West Virginia or I can't remember. So they go to this town like they fly on like a private FBI plane, get to this small town with a bunch of like backwoods, like cops and stuff. And they're all in this funeral home where like there's family there. It's a lot going on. And um. Crawford does this thing with the sheriff in the town and he goes the sheriff starts to talk to him and he goes uh you mind if going in another room I don't want to talk about this in front of a woman (gasps) and Starling is so mad yeah Uh, I would be too so she gets like left in the room with like they do it 20 just male police officers all sizing and trust me she's there for that reason every time she is like alone men are looking at her ass like oh they, they have God. so many shots of men just being turning around and like sizing her up and every man smiles at her every man in this film does mm-hmm. a creepy little smile at her oh god um and an- oh, i burped into the mic Jesus <laughs> oh my god i didn't even hear it i didn't, I didn't hear, hear it either. okay well don't edit it out <laughs> <laughs> leave it uh, there's also a thing we didn't mention earlier, but they're in their cut and in between a few scenes, like you see flashbacks to her childhood mm-hmm. because at one point Hannibal asks her about herself and like we find out that her dad was a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, He was, I think, a single parent and, uh-huh. and he was. Yeah, killed. she said her mom died when she was really young. Yeah. And so killed in the line of duty mm. when she was 10. So oh, she man. has like this flashback in this funeral home and then is taken 
to the back where the body is kept in mm-hmm. the mortuary, the morgue, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're doing like an autopsy. And it is a pretty graphic scene. Yeah, well, they didn't like show the body for a while. And so I was like, are they going to show the body or is this going to be the thing where I'm filling in the blanks type thing? And then they, they showed it and it was sh- very it's gross. It's a fully nude body of another woman who is a, a larger woman. But it's not the woman we saw before. Different woman. Oh, no. Um, and we find out she's she did she was found days after her murder. Like mm. it was, it took her the, mm-hmm. or not days. Was it like longer? Well, she was found longer. So they have found two bodies prior to hers mm-hmm. that has have been Buffalo Bill victims. She is the third, but through the autopsy, they found out she was the first killed. Yeah, that he weighted her down mm-hmm. and like in the river. Mm-hmm. So they find so she's. Not the first body they found, but was the first person. Yes, yeah. time-wise, had to be the first kill. And they say that each body they have found, he has kept them alive for at least like three days prior to killing them. Oh, God. So he, he's doing this thing where he's only attacking these larger women mm-hmm. who are not even like large. They're like just a size, size 14? 14 or 16. Yeah. And there's so much to read into that. One is like he catches them and then he starves them before he murders them mm-hmm. that's what we uh, that's what they're finding out mm-hmm. uh but two another thing is like um the idea that maybe these are lonely women who might be more gullible who like mm-hmm. there's so much to read into like yeah. why he's choosing them and like what everyone's ideas about this larger woman who would take any attention from a man possibly. Oh, right it's really like it's an icky aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, God. Mm, mm, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but we, <laughs> so Starling's taking pictures. So they reveal the body. It's, she has two diamond shaped uh, cuts, cuts out, cutouts on her back. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's taking the skin he's off. He's taking the skin off. Oh, they show that to you. Yes. Oh, they show it to oh, you. Oh, God. And then they roll her over and she like looks at a picture of the woman's mouth and she sees bruising on her tongue. And she's like, there's something in her throat. Mm-hmm. So she's smart because she's like, there's something in her throat. And then another guy's like, ah, probably she was in the river. Could have been maybe like a leaf. leaf. Yeah. So they get into her throat and they pull out a chrysalis. Oh, hence the image of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm, so it's oh. like a cocoon. A cocoon. Oh. A cocoon. <laughs> um, and so. So he put a cocoon because it's so perfectly preserved that like yeah you could only imagine that it was placed there mm-hmm. and she notices that her her like fingernails she's missing fingernails and has like dirt all in her fingernails ow, so, ow, she, ow, so ow. she was clawing she at was something. trying to get escape or yeah something. trying to climb out of something yeah so they're in the car ride back and they're kind of like d- discussing what they found and like she's like giving her idea like who like basically she's profiling who she thinks this could be uh and she's like he he's like hey starling it bothered you back there what i said right and she's like yeah it bothered me he's like i just did that because you know i had to get rid of him. i had to get rid of him and she was like well you're with the fbi and a small town police officer looks to you so the way you behave matters because mm-hmm. that's how they're gonna behave and damn he's like, yeah and he says point taken and then immediately falls asleep <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you suck. <laughs> Good for her for saying that so perfectly and clearly yeah. and concisely. Yeah. And that's what I wish I could do in moments like that. Yes. <laughs> well, you're, I guess you're not the perfect feminist icon. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> um, so mm. then we cut to 
Buffalo Bill's little lair, his spooky lair. We get a a look inside. Mm. He is naked at his sewing table. There's (laughs) moths flying around. He's wearing a scalp. Oh, I forgot. He's wearing a scalp. It may look like a wig, but it's a scalp, guys. It's a scalp. It's a scalp with hair. Disgusting. Yes. And you hear the, the woman like screaming like help help like where like like just and she's kind of far away and he's like probably playing music and not like paying attention to her he's just focusing on his sewing with the creepy moths flying around i don't want to know what he's sewing um and then that's that's all we that's all we uh see of that okay um (laughs) and then we find out that the the woman who has been um taken is a senator's daughter Yes, we see like a press conference, and the senator uh, is a woman, mm-hmm. hey, which hey, I hey. yep love that. Um, her name is Ruth Senator Ruth Martin, and she is from Tennessee. From Tennessee, she's a junior, a Republican senator. Oh, from Tennessee. And so we have Agent Starling and another one of her other academy mates. Um, um, what is her name? Ardelia. Yeah, let's say it's Ardelia. So Ardelia is a. Uh, a woman of color and Agent Starling's best friend, like their right. best friends, and like the only two women that you see in the academy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're like watching this press conference, and they're like, and she's like, "That's smart. That's smart." She keeps saying her name. She's like trying to humanize her daughter so that he'll see her as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then we cut back to, um. So then, then Starling gets sent into. Hannibal Lecter again, again because they're like okay now there's a sense of urgency we need to find this girl and so they're going to offer him the a, window the deal mm. um, in exchange they're like if we find her and we find her alive we're going to transfer you to this prison with a window view of the ocean and one week a year you're going to get to go outside oh my god no and well, you'll be under ex- like extreme security of course you'll and get to like, swim in the ocean oh, but no. you'll blah, be blah, blah, blah. yeah he didn't even ask for that and why are they giving that to him come on because <laughs> they want him to give them the good yeah, they like, want the girl they're like if she's if she dies before we find her then you get nothing so we just need your full cooperation Mm-hmm. And what information does he give her now? And like, this is when he says the quid pro quo. He's like, I'll give you information. Quid pro quo. like, I'll give you information if you answer some of my questions. Yes. And this is where we find out about her dad and mm-hmm. and his death. And that she goes, after his death, she goes to live with her aunt mm-hmm. who lives on, on a, like a ranch. On a yeah, ranch. Yeah, farm. And she wakes up in the middle of the night because she hears this screaming. What she It sounds like a child screaming, mm-hmm. but it's. Mm-hmm. these lambs that are going to the slaughter mm-hmm. and so she wants she like goes out in her nightgown and it's freezing outside and she tries to open the pen to like let them go but they they won't they don't leave so she's so upset she decides to take she carries one of the small the spring lambs and she runs away with it and doesn't get very far because she's a young girl and it's freezing and it's wet and like uh and then she's found and the farmer was so mad that like she was sent away so like and and he's like, Do you still hear them, Clarice? The lambs screaming. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, apparently she yeah, does. Yes, yeah. Yes. 
And she, he's like, you hope if you find this woman that the screams will stop at tonight? And she's like, well, I don't know, but it would be nice to maybe her I would her love a win. Die. I would love a win. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and then... When did we have the scene with the two little ornithologists yeah, or whatever? What's that called? It must have been in between. I, I think that's right. studies little bugs? 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 Little bugs? Moss? Yeah. <laughs> Is it entomologist? An entomologist studies bugs. Okay. Yeah. What's an ornithologist? I don't know. Is that, nothing is that birds? birds that might be birds, might be yeah, birds. Yeah, yeah yeah that sounds so like birds um is that what scene is so it? that's somewhere i would think before this where where she goes to to identify what the cocoon is exactly yeah and this man they have two guys and one is like clear very clearly autistic the other one has like very like crossed eyes and mr cross eyes is like <laughs> hitting on her hard but it's funny because when someone is a peer of hers or someone not in control over her or, like she doesn't mind it like mm. it makes her so nervous when it's like someone who well, is yeah is scary or right. of authority. But like this guy is just like she's like, "Are you hitting on me?" He's like, "I absolutely am. I'd love to take you out." And, she's <laughs> like, and then it's like kind of like a, a softer um, uh-huh. interaction than has right. been with her and every other man who's like coming after her. Yeah, because it doesn't right. feel like a threat as much or something. I yeah. mean, it's like it's such a commentary yeah. on how that's like how it really is. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and they identify the moth as something from uh, Asia or something. I can't remember. They, something that is not here. They would have to have like imported these yes, bugs and, and raised care them. of it. And like it's very difficult to like yeah. raise these. The called the death's head moth. Oof, and I actually have a painting of it uh, in my kitchen. Yeah, it's spooky. Yeah, I'm a creep. Um, then we see a pretty famous scene of Buffalo Bill lowering lotion oh yes into so she is in a well uh catherine catherine is her name starved she's cold she's wet at the bottom of a dry well oh in his basement and he's lowering lotion to her and he says it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again (laughs) and she's like sopping wet and and crying and like screaming like please mister please like my mom will give you i want to see my mommy she's being like begging him and you can see him kind of like like Kind of struggling to like keep his composure a he bit. He gets really upset, and it's interesting because he calls her it, it, yeah, because he doesn't want her to be a person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a little tiny dog around too. Yes, he's holding his dog, Precious. Precious, oh, and no. let me tell you, Precious, that's not Precious's first job in film. Ooh, Precious, I saw Precious in the credits. Precious, <laughs> her name is Darla, and she has quite a good uh, resume. resume. Oh, Darla, she's been in a few things. So go on with yourself, Darla. <laughs> um, yeah, so then she's like begging f- to be let out, and he like eventually is like, "Put the fucking lotion on your skin!" Like loses his temper, and mm. she starts screaming because as he like lowers down mm, this mm-hmm. bucket, there's a light on it, and you see on the walls of the well, claw, bloody <gasps> claw marks, and a fingernail, no. which is why. The lady in the morgue Didn't was missing some. her nails because yep. she yeah. was trying to claw her way out. So she starts being like, ah, ah, and mm. he starts mocking her. He's mm-hmm. screaming back and he Ooh. pulls his shirt out to indicate to make them look like breasts. Mm-hmm. And he's screaming while like 
shaking his fake boobies at her. Yeah. Oh, whoa. my God. What a psycho. It's He's very psycho. scary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In fact, I think they named this movie wrong. It should be called Psycho. <laughs> that one was taken, unfortunately. unfortunately. Psycho 2. Psycho as well. Another psycho. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. So uh-huh. in the in the um like Hannibal Lecter's bargain, he says the man's name is Lewis. His real name is Lewis, and I will tell the re- like rest to the Tennessee senator herself. Like he wants to go on a little little oh, trip, no. little vacation. Yeah. So they take him to Memphis, Tennessee, to meet with the senator, and he's wearing the iconic face mask mm-hmm. and the straight jacket, and he's like strapped to a gurney that's nose is smushed. In it. That will make her feel better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mostly just because they they really can't tell what he could do. Like, right? He could, he'll bite people's. Well, no, faces I just off. mean like to get a visit from a sociopath when she's like right, remote, like yeah. wondering where her daughter is. Yeah. And also, like, we find out in the first time that Starling meets him, like, when Dr. Frederick is warning her not to, mm-hmm. not to get too close, that, like, he had, like... Oh, right. He, he had, had, like, a little photo he of a nurse. Faked, yeah, he faked a health issue and then went to the... Went to see a nurse and he, like, basically bit off her face. Yeah. When she, like, got too close to him, he, like, she didn't ate die, off her face. She but she, he, like, yeah. really she, got her good. She didn't die. That they makes were, like, it worse. We were able to mostly relocate her jaw. <gasps> Ugh. Whoa. But she didn't have a tongue. It's graphic, guys. Jesus Christ. We don't see the picture. We just hear it. So he shows her and she's like, okay, and great. In 10 minutes, I'm going to get cum thrown in my face. This day sucks. (laughs) Not a a good day. Being in the FBI. Ugh, it's hard. (laughs) It is hard. And it is hard. (laughs) It sounds really hard. The easiest thing I did this week was run in the woods. (laughs) And that was uphill. And I was wearing a turtleneck. (laughs) And pearl earrings. (laughs) Um, So as... They're going to Memphis. They're like completing the transfer and they're like, we just need you to sign this paperwork. In an, in an earlier scene, we had seen Hannibal eyeing Dr. Frederick's pen. Mm. And so in this scene, when he's like going to sign the paperwork, he, he can't find his pen. And someone's like, use mine. Right, and right. we like get a little zoom in on Hannibal Lecter being like, hee. Oh, <laughs> no. Hannibal Lecter is a cartoon character, essentially. <laughs> but he does it. It's so Ooh. funny how he really toes the line between being like this crazy heightened version of like, ah, see, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tie you to the railroad tracks. And like, but he, Anthony Hopkins manages to like pull He's it so off. He's so good. Mm. He's so scary. Um, so then they like wheel him. He's like basically on a dolly. Oh, yes. He's <laughs> on a like, dolly with strapped his- to it with his crazy face mask on going to go talk to the senator mm-hmm. and he says his name is lewis friend the murderer and buffalo bill's real name and that he was in a relationship with the the head that they found mm-hmm. yeah and that he believes he's transgender and he even tried to get a, a sex reassignment surgery at john hopkins but they turned him down mm-hmm. and they he's like he believes he's transgender but he's not <laughs> like that's a big he thinks he is but he's not yes <laughs> like, weird um, um okay and then he's like senator mm-hmm. did you nurse Catherine? and she's like excuse me he's like did you let her suckle at your teat he's like makes your nipples hard doesn't it <laughs> and he's like you know how toughens the nipples toughens the nipples you know how when you lose a leg sometimes they still feel the sensation when she's laying on the slab what part of you is gonna tingle 
Oh my oh god, my it's god. so gross. So horrifying. It's Honestly, so horrifying. You guys are so good. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I am so impressed. Oh god. But then he says it's so rude though. He's like, um, talking about your tits. Yeah, uh, also like not helpful to this woman. When your daughter's dead, no, your like, your tits oh, are gonna tingle. Oh, he's oh, having god. he's having fun. This is how he has fun. Look, he not what likes a gentleman to- does. <laughs> You're not here for a long time. You're here for a good time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so then he, she's like, get this monster out of here. And then he's like, Senator, one more thing. Love your suit. <laughs> great. It's great. Love the suit. Love the suit. <laughs> it's so... He's always like kind of like negging women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like cheap shoes. Mm-hmm. He's very materialistic. Love you. So, yeah. He's he, like a perfect example of capitalism. He really is like he's very late, he's late stage capitalism. He's an elitist <laughs> and um yes. yeah. And uh, all the so ways. he didn't really give her much they maybe a name. So they gave the name yeah. and he, I think he gave like a physical description. He was like he's 35 blonde and blue eyes where he would be essentially too yeah mm, okay see he did he did give them some info okay um and then he wants they, his window yes so they 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 wheel him back um to his little like temporary jail cell which oh, is like no. a, a like a prison room in the middle of a room so it's just it's bars like, yeah it's like a cage it? in the middle yeah, yeah, of a yeah, ballroom like a essentially and it's like decorated with all these like um like flag is like very patriotic in the mm-hmm. room and very beautiful too so not important, but he's being he's being guarded. Okay. Yeah. And Clarice comes in to visit him and because she's good at decoding his riddles, she says, Lewis Friend is an anagram for iron sulfide, which is fool's gold. Like you're sending them on on a fool's errand, essentially. That's, That's insane. Right. right? Yeah. That's so many Huge. steps to take. So but many Again, she gets him, you know. <laughs> She's his perfect woman. And yeah. She like sees through his bad boy <laughs> self. Honestly, like he's tough, but human. They have like a language. They've got, a, they've got a connection. He does say actually in this scene, people will think that we are in love because oh, he God. like she keeps like coming to visit him. Yeah, it is like a weird <gasps> like theme between them that yeah. there is like sexual tension. Yeah, it's very one sided, but she plays along to be safe yes yes i mean it's hey ladies that's what it's like to be a woman (laughs) this movie is exactly what it's like to be a woman yes (laughs) man i feel like a woman (laughs) they play that in the credits right (laughs) 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 so he he basically like keeps saying to her like everything you need to know is like to catch him is in the file like if you just look hard enough you'll find it because he hands her the file back that she had given him Mm -hmm. so they go to she leaves the guards come to feed him dinner and you see him kind of in his little he has like a little he's behind a curtain and he's spitting oh. out the pen oh, in a, his a mouth. Of a, a pen, piece yeah. of the pen, like the like the ink part, the little metal cartridge. Cartridge, yeah. yes. And kind of tucks it away. You don't really see where he. Puts yeah, it, it like must be between two fingers, or, fingers something, or something. Then they have him put his hands through the bars, and they handcuff him so that he's like, you know, restrained, restrained while they bring him the his food because they know better because mm-hmm. they know he'll eat. Because he'll attack them. Him. So then they come in. He unlocks his damn handcuffs with the with pen. the pen. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And does he? Is bl- it that easy to unlock hand? Don't you just certain key? Hannibal's so smart. He's, he's really really good at what he's he smart. 
does. He's okay. very good at what he does. He unlocks his own Does he bite the I man's... I think he bites the he first He bites man. the man's nose You're almost right. off. Uh, he then pepper sprays him mm-hmm. and like Ow! knocks him out. He grabs the pepper spray off because oh. they're like cops. Right, right. Yeah. So he got okay. So he, he cra- grabs it off his belt, pepper sprays oh, him, oh, oh, and oh. then he starts beating him with something. What is it? Well, I think what he does first, actually, before that, is he the other second guard. He mm. puts his handcuffs <gasps> on the second guard, oh, so the yes. second guard can't go anywhere. So then oh, he, then the other one, so he, scary. you like literally, like, I literally hit your like microphone. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's when he bites the nose and then sprays the other guy, and then so that guy's on the ground screaming, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then with the nightstick of the other guy, he just slowly. Beats oh yes, him. Just oh, it's like so creepy. His back, face, like he's making like a the guy who's handcuffed. <laughs> yes, oh, they don't God. show it. They it's just, just like show... blood splatter up on him, and he's like smile. He has blood all over he his. He never teeth. blinks. He's just like unblinking, staring. Yeah, beating him to death. Yeah. Oh no, I it's do not so like scary. That. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So okay, the, uh, he killed the other guy. He bit the nose off of and pepper sprayed and him. pepper sprayed yeah. him. Yeah. So we only see one of them is dead right right now. And the guy who got handcuffed got beaten to got death. Beaten and there, to death. Yes, and then the other one is like badly injured. And, and is the cell door open now because they came in? Yes, but some alarm must go off that like notifies like they maybe send in. So a, what it is is the cops downstairs see the elevator moving and they're uh-huh. like that elevator should not be moving. Mm-hmm. No one should be going up or down. It's stopping at the third floor. What is happening up there? Oh. So then they rush up to go see what's happening up there. And when they enter the ballroom, they see a sight. So he has lifted from the ceiling. We have almost like an angel with arms spread <gasps> wide. Mm-hmm. The man has been gutted. <gasps> and he's like basically the flayed. Nose guy? No, the other one who was oh, beaten to death. Oh my he's God. He's been flayed open essentially. How did he hang it from the ceiling? With like the f- American flags, I yes. think. Yes, it's a lot Whoa. of symbolism about America, you guys. <laughs> a lot of American flag usage in this movie. <laughs> oh my God. And then the other cop is like on the ground and has like a lot of faith lacerations and, and they like blood everywhere it's like blood everywhere he's not doing well and they're like oh he's alive so they get him on a gurney they're rushing him down to go to an ambulance it is really interesting there's a little interesting part of the scene where like am i getting too in detail with this shit no, no. It's like, the, but this movie it, oh, everything they're good is so in the details good. so this guy like he's like one of the cops is like he's still breathing and they're like talk to him then he's like what do i say he's like god damn it that's our friend you talk to him. It's like a weird moment where his boss is like, you know him. You know what to say. Talk to your friend. Like, oh. right. And so he's like whispering. He's like, you, you look great. You're, you're going to be fine. <laughs> that you good, you that is great. a good detail. It's very humanizing. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. also very kind of real. And I this mean. is where Chris Isaac is like around. Oh, he's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's Thank movement God. on the fourth floor. And so they're like in the elevator taking him down on a gurney like to take him out to EMS. Mm-hmm. And then they there's blood dripping from the top of the elevator. Oh, Oh god oh no and so they're like he's on top of the elevator (laughs) and so chris the elevator that they're that they're in so yeah (gasps) they're like he's above the elevator so they they act like they don't see it they're Mm, like everything's fine like we're still taking him out to the the ambulance everything is going while like what are you guys doing for dinner (laughs) (laughs) while like quietly like signaling to like send more people in and more of the swap people. this is where chris isaac comes in okay because okay. he's like up there or whatever he says so they're up on another floor looking down and they like shoot they're like wound him in the leg they see like the his 
a person he's on top of the elevator laying on top of the elevator and yeah they shoot him they and shoot him and he doesn't move respond and then when they finally do get the, him they like open it up from below eventually and it falls down and it's not Hannibal and it's it? the other cop in oh, his clothes no. and then it cuts to the ambulance and he peels off he was he wearing was the wearing other man's the other face. face no and, and he sits up and he, you know what he does to those ambulance guys? <laughs> no, he was wearing no. his face. He that was does, wearing that, his face. Okay, that doesn't work in real life. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't think you can do that Wait, in real life. what is that a quote from? I'll wear, oh, it's the Bloodhound so- Gang? Have you ever heard the Bloodhound <laughs> Gang? They, they, have a, they sing about this in one of their songs. He goes, I'll wear your face like a mask while I do my little kooky dance. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, wait. So, okay. <laughs> Hannibal played the one guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Killed the other guy. And put his him in, put, switched clothes with switched him. clothes, put his face on Hannibal's face. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put the other guy's body on top of the elevator mm-hmm. in Hannibal's Took clothes. his face and hair. Oh, and and hair. so the guy that his friend who, friend who he was talking to... Was whispering sweet nothings to Hannibal. Hannibal the whole <laughs> yes. time. And they didn't realize it was Hannibal until Hannibal's already in the ambulance. Uh-huh. Yep. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Great, great scene. Emily, though. it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but good. It's but wow. good scene. Holy hell. Um, okay. And then Clarice and Ardelia are doing their, they're like going through the evidence, the folder that he gave back to him. They're pinging. They're ponging. They're really getting, <laughs> they're like they're brainstorming. Okay. She's like, every, he said everything we need is right here. And he's written a note on a map that's, it's like the bod, the location that they found the three bodies. And he says, doesn't this seem desperately random or something like that yeah and like earlier mm. they said like w- like what is he doing he's coveting what do we covet mm-hmm. we covet what we <laughs> see like so like he's already planted this for her and so she's like saying it back to right her. she's like ardelia what do we covet and ardelia's like we covet what we see and she's like yes and <laughs> so like this weird back and forth <laughs> ardelia's and- like yeah you're hannibal now <laughs> normal good 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 girl talk um <laughs> and so she clarice figures out he must have known the first victim Why the did- third body found yeah. because that was his f- first crime and he and covets what he why sees would you every day uh, yeah why would you wait one body down and not the other ones because you know that person you're and you're ashamed you don't want to be caught you know right mm-hmm. right so then she starts going back to um that family's house can't remember where it is but she's like i'm gonna interview the dad again go look through his house and she well okay wait what let's see what the order of this is yeah okay so it's complicated now it's it's like a lot of cutting back and forth yes this is all like cutting back and forth now now it's now Now it's it's the good scene goodbye horse all right oh my god (laughs) they're playing goodbye horses and you see a close-up of a of someone putting lip gloss on over and over (laughs) and over we see his whole body too i don't know the exact sequence but like he's wearing a kimono he's topless he's got a little uh, a a a teardrop on a nipple ring mm-hmm. very interesting got a thorn in his side he's got a lot of tattoos mm-hmm. um uh so he's putting on this lip gloss and he says another iconic thing is mm-hmm. like would you fuck me oh. i'd fuck me so hard oh my god <laughs> as he's wearing the scalp, scalp head, head. Is like- it a lady scalp Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. And so he gets up in his kimono, completely nude, and he tucks his dick, because he's doing this for a camera. He's like dancing in front of a camera, so he tucks his dick, and then kind of is like dancing like he's a, a woman, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, mm-hmm. seducing the camera. 
And while this is happening, because he's pretty distracted, Catherine is in the well trying to lure Precious with a bone, oh, a chicken smart. bone, a chicken bone. So she has the bucket that she's like flung up with the bone and she's trying to basically like lure pull, like pull a fish. the dog in yeah. to get some leverage. And she is, you can tell her, her hands are bony now. She's like lost weight. Yeah. She's been starved. So So we're getting close to when he's going to kill her. Yeah. Yes. So that's also probably why he's in such a good mood. Oh, Um, probably. Yeah. He's feeling great. He's like, I, this is going to be a good day. I can tell. Oh, God. That's so disturbing. I'm going to get some soft, moisturized skin. (laughs) (laughs) It puts the lotion on the skin. Um, and then so back to back to um the first victim's house, she sees that she she has a sewing room. Yes. Well, after she finds like she's going through the girl's room and she finds in a like one of those jewelry boxes with a dancing ballerina, mm-hmm. she finds nude pictures of this girl. Mm-hmm. Like not fully nude, but like someone's been taking pictures of her nude and she also is a bigger woman. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's looking in another room and um, in her sewing room, she sees a dress with two <gasps> diamond the, like, pattern sh- shape. Like uh, the sewing pattern of it is the same pattern that was cut out of her back. Ah, oh. And so it's like the, the it's the way you would cut s- s- fabric to make a suit. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh God and oh so God, oh God. she and like she freaks out and she calls, calls Crawford. Crawford and she's like... <sighs> He's making a he's making a suit. He's making a like or whatever. He's like yeah. yeah she like uh, making a human suit. Yeah, she like figures it. Out. He's like, don't worry, we got him. We know who he is. Right. They've like tracked down like the hospital records where he tried to get like uh, gender reassignment surgery, and they found but they don't have his real name address. Um, they like I don't know. They've they like cross referenced okay. things, and they've found where um. He had like the the moths sent to also, mm. and his name is James Gum. They're like, we got him. He's in Chicago. We're on our way there now. They're in a plane, and yeah. but then he also says like, but like we want to make sure we have like the strongest case we have. So keep like interviewing her friends and stuff and to like, tie him to this murder. He's like, like, hey, Starling, this wouldn't have happened without you. Good job, guys. <laughs> oh, God, Good job. He sucks. So he's like condescending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he so sucks. Much. Yeah. Uh, um and so she's so she then goes to talk to her first victim's best friend and that gets information from her that like oh we used to work for this woman miss lip mrs lipman doing alterations for her yes i I don't know what she's hoping to find out but she's basically just trying to like i guess tie buffalo bill to this crime definitively and so she is like great i'll go talk to miss lipman or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm mm-hmm um, and so as that's about to happen, we cut back to the other scene and they have like a flower delivery guy who's about to like they have SWAT ready. They're going to go like storm this house. Um, and then it's like inside we see Buffalo Bill. She and Catherine has like gotten the dog. Yes. And so the, the tension hurt. is like ramping up inside. Yeah. The dog is hurt. And he's like, don't you hurt my dog. And she says, don't you make me hurt your dog. She's like, I need a cell phone. And then as that's happening, he gets the the like the bell is ringing and you see the like flower man outside yeah and so we cut to he opens the door and it's starling ah! and they raided the wrong house they're oh. in a house that's empty 
And, and that's the Miss Lippmans address. Yes. That's oh, Miss Lippmans. No. Oh, no. I literally have chills. I have even chills just right like, now. Oh, my no. God. It's truly like, huff. Fuck. Oh God! Like, are we so getting bad. too um, granule because no. we're going to ruin this for everyone? Okay, no. And that's the point. Literally that's the no. point. So the whole oh. point. The whole point is these details. So we find out that he's like, oh yeah, I bought this house after her or whatever. Does she know that it's him? Not no. a, not a, initially. Isn't he wearing a scalp? No, no, no. He's oh. he's like <laughs> as he's like run up the stairs. He's like putting on normal. He's clothes. like trying to be normal. He even like tucks his shirt in. It's yeah, crazy. and he's like he's like oh like I have I have her son's business card. Maybe you can maybe that can and help. He's asking. Isn't he wearing a scalp? <laughs> <laughs> like, so obviously him. Like, took it off. He took he's it like, off. I forgot to take this off before I opened it's the so door. Big. Oh. Like right before he opens the door. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> like it's a sitcom. Better get my scalp off. Uh, um, so he's asking her like a ton of questions. He's like, well, do you oh, guys have yeah. fingerprints or do you like he's like the police around here don't seem to know anything like. Yeah. Yeah, do you have a name? Do you have a description? And then is it that she sees a she moth? She sees a moth and a sewing machine. And she's like in the house with like the door closed behind her now. And she and she starts to like, you see that she gets really, she unbuttons her and gun. He, so he's like turned around like looking and she is so cool how she does like, she just kind of flips up her gun. Mm-hmm. And she says, can I use your phone? And he is like, sure. And he starts cracking up. He starts really laughing. It's well, like oh. trying to like cover his laughing. It's so like, like un- unnerving. You know, in that moment that he knows he's caught. She knows that he knows like everybody knows like the jig is yeah. up there. And you see that he has a gun hidden behind like on his in another, stove top right, in, in another room. room. So, and she, so she like, yeah, she's, she's like, like she's asshole. nervous. So she, she doesn't grab her gun immediately. She grabs it and is yeah. like freeze and he's already gone. And so yeah. she's like, fuck like she just has to go yeah after so, him so she's like chasing him through his fucking disgusting nasty house filled with like moth oh cocoons. my god oh my god oh my god the and top part of the house is gross enough yes and then the basement is like a like it's are there even walls like it's like dirt it's so, <laughs> so gross well like, the well is like dirt obviously she, like, runs into a room and sees a half-finished lady skin suit Ew. Oh, yeah oh my god ew she isn't it she sees Catherine and Catherine's like save me and she's like I Catherine you have to calm down yeah I'm gonna help you but I I have to go right now and she's like you fucking bitch <laughs> Catherine's <laughs> mad look she's cold she's wet she's hungry she's, she's about to be murdered for all she knows yeah I get she, it yeah she's having a day uh, <laughs> oh and so she runs into another room and in that room in the bathtub Ooh, is a completely liquefied corpse. Oh, what? It's our Miss Lipman. <gasps> oh, oh, he's killed her. Yeah, I mean, we're to assume that's who. Wait, it liquefied? Is. Like, what does that even like, mean? Like, I feel like, like in, like in Breaking Bad, like how they try Ew. to like dissolve people's bodies to Ew. get rid of it. It's like he's doing that, and so Ew. she's like, <gasps> so she like fucking knows, right? For <laughs> sure, for sure, she knows. Yes, I she knows. knows. She knows. She didn't need the scalp. She definitely already knows. knows. So she goes into a room that is completely pitch black. No, oh, he God. cuts the lights everywhere. Yes. Okay, he turns. He like tur- he turns off the lights in the whole building, oh, and she's in like is the it basement. Nighttime? So it was it, no, well, but, but it's in the, in the basement. basement. Okay, so also, and all the windows are painted black. black. Yeah. So we didn't mention earlier in the scene where he takes Catherine. 
he is in the woods watching her through night vision goggles. Mm. So, oh God, so he can see. So he turns so on his night vision goggles and she's in the dark and it is the spookiest looking scene. I have it filmed on my phone. I sent it to Jenna because I was so scared so watching it. It's, it's like really that scary. night vision and Jodie Foster you, she has that look of like someone who's completely like suddenly blind. Well, you're, you're blind, and she's just like frantically she's like, like pressing herself her against like, the wall, and yeah. he's just so in control of this. He's just watching her like freak out, and then eventually he's like touch. He, he almost reaches oh, out God. to her face, and she's like not noticing, and he's almost touching her. He's right there. She doesn't feel. She's like so in the dark, can't can't even tell. And then he takes out his gun. Oh God. And he cocks it. And when she hears the cock, she spins around and just starts shooting, 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 shooting. And she shoots out um, one of the windows during the shootout. So then it's light again. Mm -hmm. And you see him like sputtering blood on the floor. She shot him a lot of times. She shot him a lot of times, guys. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Like, it is like Phew. a panic moment where <laughs> okay, she's good. like... Also, we see a lot of Nazi memorabilia oh, down yes. there. Oh, yes. Because guess what? He he's also a fucking is Nazi. a white supremacist. <laughs> In case you were concerned about whether or not he's cool. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> he's definitely not a good one. Uh, and so, yeah, then... that they, they She got him. She he got di- him. He dies. Uh, Crawford and them come to her. Mm-hmm. It's a very annoying shot as she's like leaving the. So they bring Catherine out. Catherine's got the dog. You can tell Catherine's going to keep that dog. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, Catherine's going to make her cat get along with that dog. Yes. Oh, also, God. did we know earlier like- the cat growls? When Catherine Aww. gets taken away, the cat growls. Oh, my cat growls sometimes. Aww. It's really cute. Uh, what, what um, I was just going to say, like, I was like, would I want that dog? I don't know. No, no, I would not want that dog. I think I would pass on that dog. I get that the dog had no choice in the matter, but you know what it is? It's it's like in Speed when Keanu Reeves (laughs) and Sandra Bullock kind of had this intense moment. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, we're we're in love now. Yeah. She feels that about Precious. Where it's like, I overcame this. Yes, and they this got through it together. My, yeah. Yes, it's what they try to manufacture on The Bachelor on every single one of oh, those yes. one-on-one dates. Yes, yes. Exactly. Exactly. they're like, go skydiving. You're <laughs> in love now. Exactly. <laughs> You're in love now. Uh, <laughs> so when Crawford arrives on the scene, he immediately puts his arm around Starling mm. and then like waves the cameras away. Mm. Oh fuck, Crawford! And it's like so weird and belittling. Yeah. yeah. Ew. So then we have her graduating from the academy. So she. She's a full fledged. So, what happened to Hannibal? We're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. So, so we're at her reception. She's an FBI agent. Crawford's like hanging out in the back, like winking at her and stuff. Ew. And so they're like, "Starling, you got a phone call." And then she runs into Crawford, and he's like, "You know, I think you're great. You're gonna be blah blah blah." I don't even remember what he says. Yeah. It's just like it's so clear that like he's like, "I would like to fuck you a yeah. lot." Yeah. And she's like, "Get in line." Uh, I mean, she's <laughs> nice. Uh, so then she goes to the phone call. And who's on the phone? It's mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter. Of course. Hello, Clarice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, You're good at it too, Henley. Mm-hmm. Thank you And he's so like, much. I'm, don't, don't bother tracing the phone call. I won't I be won't on the be line. <laughs> and he's like, I'm... I'm <laughs> and we see he's like, um, wearing like Tommy Bahama. He's, he's, he's got like a he's white fedora. Baby. He's somewhere in an island town. Like Margaritaville. Exactly. And... <laughs> 
and he's on and like on a payphone and he says i'm gonna meet an old friend for dinner and then he we says, see i'm having an old, friend, having an for old friend for dinner that's what it is i'm having an old friend for dinner and we see dr frederick uh, in the distance mm-hmm. and then he just hangs up and she's like dr Lecter." Dr. Lecter. She says it so many times. Dr. Lecter. Like, he hung Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. And then we just see him like walking away, walking into a crowd as the like, camera pans back. And that's it. That's it. Oh, my God. Ooh. We don't get him. He's no. not God. No. Well, it's a Wait, series. Is this roll credits. Shania Twain. I feel like a woman. Yes. It's a series. You said uh, it's, it's based on books and yeah. it is like I don't know if it's a trilogy or or more because oh. there's Red Dragon there's well Hannibal I think is the next one and then Red Dragon is the third one. Did they one. make other movies? Yes. There's actually one before it called uh, is it Mind Hunter uh, like that is like a Hannibal maybe. Yeah. I don't I I I know that I've seen most of them but none, I this is the only one that really I remember. I also like while I was watching this I was like it's so interesting they cast uh Jodie Foster who kind of came on the scene as a child prostitute like that was her first from taxi driver yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like this over sexualized young woman right 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 and like right. to put her in this role where she's like over sexualized even though she's not doing a thing to like mm-hmm. to be sexual that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so interesting emily how are you doing uh, i mean i that was amazing i truly was going through the motions being like are murderers scarier than ghosts i like because i've always thought ghosts were scarier are you insane (laughs) look if something (laughs) crashes in your house you gotta pray for a ghost because if it's a demon demon let's say demon instead even still we're not positive what it can do in our physical world you know a man in your house what they can do yeah well you know what i've always been stubborn about it and i've always thought demons were scariest and this was the first time that i was like this is fucking scary you always want a ghost over yeah i think you're right Marcy, thank you so much for saying that because this has been my point of view it's true. Since henley has always been one yeah men are way scarier than yeah. ghosts yeah. best case scenario you got a ghost who's going to be like i opened a cabinet <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Or you, like, they're going to be like it's i just want like you to ta- confront taunting. my abusive mother yeah. <laughs> they're just like can you see me <laughs> if not i'll i don't know maybe knock something off the shelf um wow i loved this movie i honestly don't know if i can see it though it sounds really tough it's pretty scary it is yeah. scary and like just disturbing uh, uh, yeah, and like will stick uh, with you but man does it sound so very good yeah i think it's ed kemper who made um who used like the skin of his victims to make like like lampshades ed gain ed gain okay mm-hmm. oh yeah I get that. it's like he's, texas chainsaw yes yeah yeah he's like it's a lamp with oh, made ed, of, a belt made of nipples and <laughs> like then, that's oh a literal thing he made God. and then um yeah back to that the the oh, hodgepodge yeah, of people it was so it's ed gain ted bundy and gary heidnick and gary so ed gain was the skin one ted bundy was the luring women by acting injured and Gary Heidnick kept women in a pit in his basement. Jesus Christ. As like sex slaves. Oh <gasps> my God. Everything is so bad. Everything and those are bad. real people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. I like was reading a really interesting article about Catherine, the last victim, and mm-hmm. that she like that if the stereotype of a fat woman is that she's lonely, gullible, mm-hmm. starved for affection, 
um, and therefore an easy victim. Also, like the idea that he was like, I like he 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 needs someone fat that he can make skinny so their skin is loose. Whatever. I don't think that's I don't know. Maybe I guess, but mm-hmm. um, but that she wasn't your typical because she was so uh boisterous and like right. She was so strong, but also it's like all very insulting as yeah, a fat woman, the, as a fat in, woman. Um, even that right. implication is like, isn't right. she in unusual? Yeah. Right. It's wow. Like, well, Does she, what is that? this girl's brave enough to not just be killed? <laughs> She's got a lot of gall for a fat lady. <laughs> and this is also maybe walking into like some controversial territory, but I wonder also how people will look back on this film once trans rights have like fully manifested themselves in our society. And like the fact that the villain is so like, deeply disturbed and also trans is probably not there is a line in it what do they say they do say that like he believes he's trans but he's not because clarice at one point is like trans people are not violent people and he says correct like he just believes he's trans because he hates his himself so much he was yeah i can't remember essentially like he doesn't want to be a woman he doesn't want to to control these women and he wants to kill himself he doesn't want to be himself Mm, yeah got it but it is interesting it has very modern themes in it it's yeah really cool yeah and um but it is yeah it's so interesting the there's the yeah the interesting race stuff the, mm-hmm. the feminism stuff feminism <laughs> sizeism and stuff yeah yeah well mercy thank you so much thank you so We're much all terrified thank you. of murderers now which I is mean, maybe a i think good it, i think it's a good thing <laughs> yeah and um, be, safe be scared out there. yeah be scared uh, always uh, takeaways are be scared of men always no matter what yeah. best case scenario they're fine and normal worst case scenario they're gonna kill you and most likely they're annoying so avoid <laughs> men at all costs <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah same for everything yeah across the board um so there there it is bleak <laughs> bleak, bleak. bleak. <laughs> sorry that's this podcast is bleak <laughs> Um, Marcy, you did such an amazing job telling us about this movie. I feel like, honestly, I do want to see it, though. I'm inspired. I think to you see should. It. I'm it's going great. to. I'm going to watch um, it. Be scared. Um, all right. Should we all do the Hannibal Lecter voice? voice? Okay. Um. Goodbye, goodbye Clarice. Clarice. Ooh, it's awful. <laughs> I felt bad to do. <laughs> I hated that. Hey, everyone. It's Henley. Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had a great time listening to us talk to Marcy about Silence of the Lambs, head over to iTunes and subscribe. Um, Also, if you're feeling like it, leave us a review, hopefully five stars. Um, We're also on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. Um, So follow us, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And we'll talk to you next week. 